Wow, you're not going to say hi to me? Hi, Katie. <laughs> I'm needy. <laughs> Hello. I haven't seen you in person in a long time. I know. You got really excited. I did. I've been screaming about it all day. Yeah, you like, went to meet so we can exchange yeah. Christmas presents. Yes. But if you're a Patreon member, you can check out that episode on Please. Patreon. It's the best. It's the coolest. It's and actually, you should look. Yeah, there's a couple stories on yeah. there. Some some pretty good. <laughs> some pretty uh, interesting. Pretty good dictation, as it were. <laughs> Uh, inside joke referencing our own references ha. <laughs> i'm not above it tell me about your you've also been dying to tell me about the yeah. about the the work shenanigans yeah 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 the, okay. old, the old guy so here's a here's a couple couple exciting things so first off everyone knows that we have friends named kevin and blake right correct so i met today a dog named kevin it was a border collie what and he was handsome he yeah. was so sweet because our our retail store allows people to bring their dogs in right and the second dog that i got to meet was um like a like a like a hound dog and his name was blake and that was the best thing ever i think those are two appropriate dog breeds for yeah. kevin and blake respectively yeah and it was really funny because the border collie was very friendly and yes. very like up in your face yes. just like kevin yes and then the um the other dog was like kind of standoffish, but still like I'm pretty cool. What's up? So that was fun. Yeah, that's all it right. fits. So my story came after meeting those dogs. I had lucky. A, yeah, no, I got lucky I got to pet dogs. the sweet boys, yeah. sweet boys. So I have never met someone who just flat out hates dogs, right? Like never, never ever in my life. So I had these this this like older couple come up to me, right? And they were like, hey we're we would have shopped more but we're leaving because there's big dogs okay and i was like oh i'm sorry yeah we allow dogs in here and that's like totally normal we're like an outdoor store that's people bring their dogs into the outdoors some, some people you guessed it yeah. own dogs and Weird. they bring them outside and sometimes they bring the dogs into like places. don't you guys sell dog toys too yes. yeah yep. so we like, sell dog things okay i was about to say like yeah and like people bring their hunting dogs in because they like sh- like go to get things for their hunting dogs, That's right? What, I was I was yeah. gonna say that like there are things for the dogs to hunt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like okay. duck trainers and all sorts yeah, of shit. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So totally a normal thing for people to bring their dogs in. Well, this couple like started off the interaction with "We're leaving because there's big dogs in here," and I was like, "Oh no!" So then it must be awful. <sighs> Bye. Have a nice right? day. You're leaving. I was like, "Oh, that's so unfortunate." Have a good rest of your day. And then they just wouldn't shut up about it. So like. The husband ended up saying, God, what did he He was like, hey, you know, you, you studied Lewis and Clark in school, right? The fuck? What does that have to do <laughs> yeah. with anything? I was like, yeah. And he goes, you know what their favorite food was, don't you? And I was like, no, but you're going to tell me <laughs> because already I'm just fucking done with this interaction. And he goes, he goes, dogs. So we should just kill them all and eat them. And I was like, I don't think that's how that works, actually. What the fuck? Yeah. Why would you? what yeah i was like that this is not an appropriate social interaction first, sir first of all you don't go around saying we should just right. eat pet what right yeah i know that's what i was like excuse me i would i don't understand i would have guessed that that motherfucker was not married but unfortunately yeah and they probably right. procreated too what yeah i was very confused and concerned and like i didn't know what to do so i just sort of like stared at him like and not the like typical retail like everything is fine stare but the like what the actual fuck is wrong with you and you can see it in my eyeballs 
Um, so the wife, I think, trying to like downplay it was like, yeah, I got attacked by a big dog. And I was like, yeah, I get attacked by bugs every year, but I'm not like, let's kill them and eat them. <laughs> so I turned around and walked away because I handed them their little like receipt dealio. I yeah. said that and I turned around and walked away. Like I had to go to the back of the store to get because I was like, I cannot handle this. So I ended up walking back to the managerial office and I was like, hey, I need to talk. And like everybody was in there and they were like, okay, what's going on? Like all serious. And I was like, I would like to talk about instituting having the ability to slap the shit out of one customer (laughs) per month per like something, man. And then I told them the story and they were like, what the fuck is wrong with those people? And I was like, I don't know, man. I Googled that. So. Because I'm not going to believe an old white man who comes in off the streets and says shit like that. Oh, wow. It is true. Oh, interesting. Yep. They ate over 200 dogs. That's weird. And only one dog was actually spared. Oh, um, well, I hate that. But I read something that it said Clark was the only Clark was the only one who would not eat dog. Well, ten out of ten for Clark. Ugh, that's disgusting. That's gross and weird. And I've lost any respect that I had for those map that's boys. Fucking yeah, weird. Yeah. Okay, so well. so that was a cool interaction that I had today. Uh, and by cool, I mean fucking awful. And. I take solace in the fact they're old and won't die before me. <laughs> so, so it's fine. Okay. You want to hear my shitty yeah. experience that I kind of told you a little bit about? Tell me your shitty experience okay. with a white man. <laughs> he wasn't white. Oh, God, no. That's worse. <laughs> oh, no. He wasn't. No, I'm pretty sure. He was either uh, Hispanic or Native American. Oh. I couldn't really tell. But here, well. we, here we are. Um, so I, I go to the gym. Right. Uh-huh. And um, for those of you who, who haven't particularly seen me, I actually measured myself the other day. Yeah. I have a 30 inch waist. Hell yeah. With 45 inch hips. Hell yeah. Holy shit. That's like a whole like two size difference. Get it, girl. So obviously I have yeah. um, a particular proportion that causes people to stare. Now I get stared at. Like, right. like I'm not going to sit here on my high horse and be like, no one should perceive me. No one should look at me. It's, it's, it's the world. <laughs> Don't perceive Don't me. Don't perceive me. Don't look at me. So people stare. I have, right. I have women that stare stare yeah i have men that stare yeah i've non-binary people stare whoever yeah. whatever who like whatever yeah people stare like right. it is what it is so i normally you know catch some people staring at me at the gym and i yeah. normally like eyeball them down and they stop it's not that big mm-hmm. of a deal like there are people who stare and that is the fact that i've come to accept with the body type that i have anyways i'm in the gym the other day and i i've not really had any issues mm-hmm. with stares until the other day <laughs> until this day and and women, ladies, I want you to listen to this story because this is really important. And men, if you think that you're a good guy, I would never do this to somebody. I still need you to listen because this is an ongoing yeah. epidemic that's happening and it's not yeah. okay. And if you don't do anything, you're p- still a part of the problem. Yep. Period. See something, say something. Exactly. So here's here's what happened. I'm at the gym mm-hmm. and I get the sixth sense. I always have a sixth sense of somebody staring at me. Yeah. You know, some people have that, you know. Yeah. I have it. So I look over and a gentleman who is on a piece of equipment that is not facing my direction is turned around and is facing me while he is still on the equipment. Oh, that's sketchy. Staring I hate at that. me. It, it was just like the whole setup. It was not, it was weird for him to have been staring at me right. in the direction that I was in accordance to him being on the machinery. Yeah. And I catch him about three more times. Oh. Staring. Because awesome. you know how like when someone stares, you make eye contact. They're like, oh, fuck, I was staring. I'm so sorry. And like, they yeah. just look away. This motherfucker kept wood not yep oh jesus so he, no thanks. he he gets off that piece of machinery and i'm doing my dumbbell thing and of course it's fucking mm-hmm. am i doing legs 
No, I was doing shoulders. It was your shoulders. So yeah. I was over at the dumbbells and he got on the deadlift platform, which is just down the line from okay. me. So he's he's now like if I'm facing the wall, he's just down the uh, down a ways also facing the same wall. So he's probably 20 feet from me, okay. two machines over. And I still catch him looking at me. Like as he's so as he's stretching and as I'm because I'm uh, like what I am doing on I'm doing oh it was leg day because I was doing bench stand ups mm-hmm. with the with the uh, I was doing squats on the bench with a with the dumbbell so I was standing up facing him because I wasn't gonna show him my ass but there was a mirror behind me Ugh! so he was just staring at me as I was doing that uh and I was like this is starting to get really fucking uncomfortable and it's pissing me off right so then um. I move along and I get on another bench by the dumbbells because I'm doing a different exercise. And then I look over at him and he is like staring at me, licking his lips. Oh, God. And I was and like he would not break eye contact with me. And I was so uncomfortable and so upset. I broke eye contact, which I don't like doing. Right. And I was like, if they haven't broken eye contact after like a full second, yeah. there's an issue. Like there's a fucking problem. Right. So I got super uncomfortable and I messaged Kevin. I was like, there's a guy staring at me and it's it's like getting really bad. I've never had an interaction like this in the gym. I've never had a problem with a yeah. guy staring me down. Like I'll see guys in the mirror walk past and stare at me. Fine. Whatever. Not to this degree right. at all. And I've never had an issue like this. So I text Kevin. I'm like, dude, this this one's freaking me out. Like this yeah. is definitely a no fly. Like, I'm getting an uncomfortable feeling. I am treating this as a no fly situation. Like uh, like please stand by the phone. He's like okay. So he uh, the guy finishes right before me. So uh-huh. he goes into his locker room, and as soon as he I wait a second, he goes in the room, and then I run into the women's locker room, and I kind of yeah. take my time getting packing everything up and getting my clothes on. Also, I take my headphones off because mm-hmm. it's nighttime and I'm not going to walk from the building right. to my car with headphones on. We're not going to do that. Don't do that. So I take everything off, pack up, put my jacket on, and I slowly walk out. And he is still sitting. He's finished, uh-huh. not waiting on anybody. He's sitting at a table by the window, uh-huh. sitting there, looks up, sees that I'm walking out, that I'm packed up leaving, uh-huh. and he gets up and he walks out the door. Oh, I fucking hate this. He walks out as he's walking through the parking lot, turns around and looks back into the building to make sure that I am still walking out. Like he turns around and is blatantly looking at me. Yeah, no, that is not cool. At this point, you can say I'm paranoid. You can say that. What if he wasn't like whatever? I was feeling not okay. I was feeling quite unsafe. You're damn fucking right. And. I wasn't going to risk it, was not going to risk it for the biscuit, because at that point, I sat down on the chair and I said, I'm going to wait because I'm 12 minutes from my house, from my apartment with Kevin. So I sat down. I said, I'm going to wait until this guy leaves the entire parking lot. Like, he needs to leave before I get in my car, because I do not want him knowing what car I'm getting into, just in case he wants to come back when I'm at the gym. Not happening. I wait two minutes. He still has not left. He's sitting in his car. I call Kevin and I'm like, I need you to stay on the phone with me. I don't know what's going on. Like this guy is just sitting in his car. And Kevin's like, well, I sit in my car. And I was like, well, you weren't staring at another woman. Right. And then looking at your lips. I don't think so. He's like, oh, yeah, no. Okay. Oh, yeah, no, no, no. Different context. So I was like, he's like, do you need me to come down there? I was like, well, it's a 12 minute drive. Yeah. I was like, hang on. I was like, let's just wait maybe like five minutes. Yeah. And see if he finally leaves. Six minutes before that mother that's a long time when you're just sitting there doing nothing honestly so i it got to the point where kevin 
um, I told him, I was like, okay, it's been five minutes. Like, you need to come and, like, do, like, just walk me to my car or stare at this guy, make some dick references at him or something. Because yeah. Kevin will do that. Yeah. It's hilarious. Yeah. So, uh, he, Kevin was on the phone playing video game on Discord with playing video games with another Kevin in the in the apartment <laughs> complex. So both Kevins were like, "We're coming!" Like we're both. All right, let's go. Kevin's the other Kevin was like, "You need me to come too?" And I was like, "I don't give a fuck." Like, let's, sure. Yes. So both of them were like getting up and walking out of the apartment when the guy finally left. Fuck so, that dude. Yeah. So I, I was like, "All right, he's leaving," but I'm going to watch him to make sure he leaves the parking lot and fucks off out of view before I get in my car. And he finally did. I don't even know what to say besides, like, you avoided a serial killer. Something. Like, Like, even if nothing was going to happen, like, even if nothing ever happened, it doesn't matter. Like, just, if it feels bad, don't. Just don't. Like, get somebody, get a manager, like, literally sit down, don't go outside. Yeah. Just fucking wait it out. Seriously. Like, nothing is so important as your life like, as your no, safety thank you. no 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 no, oh, no, no, no. god because that guy i mean he wasn't like built or anything but like he could have he could have throttled me like i would have probably had a shit chance because we were almost the same size but heck well, fuck it, yeah no. no well if i wasn't paying attention you could have got me so yeah, i mean if if you want me to go with you and threaten him a little bit i will i ain't scared no it's okay Kay. i've not seen that man before and i've not seen that man afterwards that's so. worse yep somehow that's worse yep i've never seen that creature before in my no. life <laughs> i hate that i hate so, that so much well i'm glad you're not dead yeah thanks for listening to your instincts if you right so women if you're in a if you feel like it and everyone calls you ridiculous over dramatic fuck off doesn't matter your safety is more important if you feel Amen. like it's a bad situation do what you need to do to be safe Seriously. then if you see something say something even if you know another guy is staring another girl down and the girl does not notice say something i have also said something yep. to another girl where i'm like hey it's not complimentary it is not flirtatious it is not a good thing this guy is staring at you and it's being really creepy and i gave yes. her a heads up about it and it turned out the guy was a stalker a serial yep. fucking stalker so i'm really glad that i said Ugh. something to her so whoa not okay. See something, say something. There's a lot of scenarios where like things are avoided, but there's a lot of scenarios where something could have been avoided and yeah. it wasn't because someone didn't say something. Yeah. So definitely see something, say something. Ugh. It's unfortunate. Also, the gym is a 24-hour gym and the yeah. staff was already gone. So that's also- Oh, that's fucking cool. Yeah, so- <clears throat> Uh, if I see that dude again and he does he does it does something and it makes me uncomfortable again, I will probably say something mm-hmm. to the staff and let them know. But I don't, yeah, I don't even know how that. So, anyways, huh. here we are. Okay, fun stories. Well, let's get away from spooky, so, spooky, spooky. So you want to know what's not IRL spooky, which is why we don't do true crime on this fucking podcast because I can't handle it. <laughs> spooky stories. Okay, now that I have the clicker and the yeah. coin. By the way, I went back and listened to what you said to me when I flipped the quarter off into fuck all land. And then you were like, Katie, in her natural habitat, looking for the quarter. <laughs> I, I went back and listened to it because I was like, wait, she said that I'm going to cry. And I, I fucking cried <laughs> laughing. I fucking cried laughing. I got Kevin. I was like, listen, I need you to listen to this because fuck this bitch. What do you want? <laughs> You're not funny. <laughs> I want booty. You always want booty. Give me that ass. Oh, my God. Bing. Tails. Booty. Oh. It is. That's the first <gasps> <I> success. <can't. laughs> 
every time. <laughs> this is like the 25th episode. I'm still fucking up. Ah, this is the, I think, the, the first 25th. time this year what? that you flipped it and it's actually been booty and I get to go first. No. Yeah. Yeah. No, you've gone first on a... Oh, this year? Yeah? I'm pretty sure one of the ep- other episodes. You're, it's fine. Your COVID brain, go... Shut up, I don't even rude. Have, I don't even have my notes pulled up. Okay, Zoe Noten, tell me what your... Okay. Well, first... This is episode 24. First... Oh, thank we you. Gotta- <laughs> so we're, you. We're a hot mess. If you... We had sandwiches, so now we're just yeah. like... Um, if you like what we're doing and you like to support our bullshit shenanigans Please. even more... I live for this. Definitely check us out on our Patreon at patreon.com slash haunt her. I barely know her. We have two tiers. $5 tier is is the standard investigator tier. You get a shout out on our mid-roll. Do-do-do. And then we have investigator tier. No, medium tier, which is seven doll hairs. Yes. And you get a sticker, a shout out, a sticker, a thank you note, and additional fun content fun content which would be a christmas episode that we just published which yeah. is fun yeah and we're gonna be doing like book reviews of like creepy topics like demonology yeah. and the occult and like other there's a lot of paranormal stuff that's written in the books yes and so we're gonna be doing Very that so. since i have a job now and i can afford that ha, ha, so ha. Here we are. and you'll you'll pretty much get to listen to our dickatry as we like <laughs> yell at each other <laughs> oh, fuck it's gonna be a lot of fun it's gonna so. be great Come gonna, join us. We're going to do like book reviews on there now. Yeah. Because that's, I think, the easiest thing that we can do. Yeah. Cool. I'm just fun. Okay. Did I All cover right. it? Did yeah. I do it? Okay. You did the thing. You did great. Thanks. Right. So preesh. now. Big preach. Now. Sit back. Relax. And drink so your we, water. <laughs> I can't drink because we're on mic. Um, Zoe Noten, yeah. tell me. Let me, let me tell you all about it. Tell me your thing. I don't even know what your thing is. Tell me your wish. Good. So I'm covering the Myrtles Plantation in St. Francisville, Louisiana. Do you not know, have, does that even ring a bell? Myrtle Beach? No, Myrtle's Plantation. I've never heard of that before in my life. Perfect. Oh yeah. Perfect. Let's go. So it is located at seven seven four seven U.S. sixty one St. Francisville, Louisiana seven zero seven seven five. Thank you. Address. Let me You're plug welcome. that into my GPS. Let's go. Perfect. I would actually really like to. Why visit. did you? For fun. We take a train. No, oh, yeah. I guess from we like could. Georgia to yeah. or Atlanta to. Sure. Yeah. I don't know. I feel, I feel like it'd be faster. Oh, but yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. Because flying in. Yeah, that makes sense. COVID. Woo. Huh. Okay. Woo. Yeah. Okay, go. So this plantation was built in 1796. I had to read that really slow because my brain tried to move the numbers. 1796 by General David Bradford, and whose nickname was Whiskey Dave. Ooh, whiskey. Uh. So he was nicknamed that because of his part in the Whiskey Alcoholic? Rebellion. Oh. The Whiskey Rebellion <laughs> in Pennsylvania. What? Yeah, the Whiskey Rebellion. I've never heard of that before. Are you kidding me? No. Dude. <laughs> oh, my goodness. I, well, conveniently for you, I wrote it in because I assumed that you wouldn't. So Thanks for, <laughs> for assuming the worst of me. Okay. <laughs> but you were right, but still. I know. So from 1791 to 1794 was when the Whiskey Rebellion took place. Okay. So after the foundation of the country in 1776. Yes. Um, into president like under president washington they instituted a whiskey tax which pissed everybody off because they were like look we're already paying taxes for the civil war to cover it we don't want to have to pay additional taxes on our whiskey and it so that's stupid right so they rebelled okay it's basically all it is okay i mean that sounds about right yeah so he fled from the u.s whiskey dave ran from the u.s oh to avoid his arrest and imprisonment because of his part in the Whiskey Rebellion. Oh. He 
went to the mm, i'm gonna mess this up i'm sorry everybody from louisiana grip it rip it and sip it oh god the bayou sarah then a spanish colony so louisiana was still under spanish control okay okay and he obtained a large land grant for 650 acres where he built this plantation look at him go oh look at him go look at him do his thing so he built the home and named it the Laurel Grove because, you know, big fancy houses have to be had, named. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Makes sense. So Whiskey Dave lived there for a few years until President John Adams, which was the second president of the United States, for those of you that are not well caught up on U.S. history, pardoned him. There's a song. What? Huh? There's a song. What is it? That is the... Is <laughs> what is it? What That's song? That's the, the president's. Oh, George Washington Adams, Jefferson Madison, Monroe Adams Jackson. That's adorable. And You've I've never, never heard, heard of. Are no. you fucking serious? <laughs> no, I've never heard of that. You That's don't... adorable. Okay, we're gonna. Okay, so okay. I didn't know what the Whiskey Rebellion was. Now you know that there's a fucking presidential song. I didn't. I'm sorry. Goodness. Okay. All right. All right. We'll sorry, make it through I this got, together. I got a That's okay. <laughs> <laughs> I can hustle about the Whiskey Rebellion because okay. whiskey's close to my people. Ugh. So <laughs> I love whiskey. So. John Adams pardoned him in 1799, so he then moved his family back to Pennsylvania, mm-hmm. where they had originally fled from. Cool. So upon Whiskey Dave's death in 1808, his family moved back to Laurel Grove to run the plantation until 1817, when the plantation was sold to his son-in-law, Judge Clark Woodruff, who remodeled the mansion, which, fun fact, Woodruff is my mother's maiden name. Weird. Isn't that weird? What a name. It's a weird name, right? Wood, wood what? Wood Ruff. R-U-F-F? Yes. Wood Ruff. <laughs> yeah. Isn't that funny? Ruff, ruff. <laughs> oh, my God. Why are you like this? <laughs> okay. So, Clark and Sarah had three children, Africa Gale, James and Mary Octavia. What? Bef- what? what? Fucking names. Okay. Yeah. They're wild names. Africa Gale is my favorite. Yeah, I was about to say, like, The Africa? rains down in Africa. Fuck off. <laughs> hate that song i like that song a lot you're entitled to your wrong opinion (laughs) (laughs) so before the death of sarah and two of the three children in 1824 of yellow fever oh i was like damn how they okay (laughs) disease never mind clark and mary octavia so the dad and one of the daughters moved in 1831 and left the plantation to a caretaker after the death of Elizabeth Bradford, which was Sarah's mom. So. Sounds good. Yeah. There's a lot of people and a lot of death in this house. So. Oh. Yeah. Because these people all died in the house. Oh. So there's that. Then in 1834, the plantation, land, and slaves were all sold to a Mr. Ruffin Sterling. <laughs> Ruffin. Ruff, ruff. Yeah. Oh, my God. So many, so many, <laughs> so many barks in this story. I'm upset. Because it's also like wood. Ster- what? Because wood has has bark too. <laughs> that was really. I'm so <laughs> proud of you. You did so good. I'm on a that roll. was great. Who's <laughs> oh, weather in tonight, Beach? <laughs> I'm so excited. I'm so proud of you. Welcome to the party. Oh God. Okay. I'm out. <laughs> so the property and everything on it was sold to Mr. Ruffin Sterling and his wife, <laughs> Mary Catherine Cobb. Are you good? I can't stop laughing at the name Ruffin. <laughs> Okay, I don't know. Just move on. Just move on. I don't know why his parents named him that. Because they're stupid. Because <laughs> they were roughing it. Uh. <laughs> we can do this all night. Yeah. Oh, 
So the two of them finished remodeling and added quite a few extensions to the home. So they nearly doubled the size of the building and imported furniture from Europe. And when this happened, they changed the name from Laurel Grove to the Myrtles after the crepe myrtles that grew on the property. So like flowers. They were like, oh, we're going to name it the Myrtles because the flowers. Were they white? Yeah. Okay, that sounds about right. Yeah, very, very, very <laughs> much so. So when Ruffin Sterling died in 1854, he left the plantation to his wife, Mary Catherine. And now we enter into a special section of the show where I, t- uh, something that I nicknamed uh, the HGTV section. Excuse me? Oh, okay. <laughs> Are we doing a podcast and a podcast? Yeah, is this the yeah. HGTV podcast? Yeah, this is the HGTV section of the Haunter podcast. Okay. Yeah, so. So? The house is built facing eastward and features a clabbered exterior in the Creole cottage style that characterized many Louisiana (laughs) plantation homes in the 19th century. Cottage core. (laughs) Basically, Creole cottage core, actually. Oh, my God. (laughs) When it was remodeled, it features nine bays, including a double door entrance. The entry was surrounded by side lights to showcase the original hand-painted stained glass windows that are etched and patterned after the French cross to, quote, ward off evil, end quote. Excuse me? The main feature of the house... <laughs> wait, 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 wait a minute. You can't, you can't just drop that in there and then just keep going. What? Yeah, it's, it's got a cross on the front door to ward off evil. For a reason? Just because. Huh? You know, just to keep it safe. Why does it need to be safe? I don't know. Okay. It just needs to be safe. Okay. Uh, that's that's exactly my reaction every time I read it. Everywhere. I was like, excuse me, what? Excuse me, why? 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 Okay. So the main feature of the house <clears throat> is a 125-foot veranda that extends the entire length of the front of the home mm. and wraps around the south end. Oh. There are beautiful ornamental cast iron railings with grape cluster designs that support a gabled roof with six brick chimneys. Six. Six chimneys. What is this? The fucking Whaley house? No, not quite. That had like 20 or something. I don't know. An obscene amount. Okay. That was an obscene, okay, I, I just like, obscene house. That was a good joke. Okay. Appreciate it. Episode one. Woo. Plug that in there. Good call. Cool. The interior features 22 rooms spread over two floors. Jesus. The entry hall has beautiful freeze... Fr- nom, 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 <laughs> a word that I'm going to fuck up, a French word. Freeze work molding. Free- I think so. Fresque? No. No? F-R-I-E-Z-E work. I think it's freeze work. You got it. Okay, freeze work molding <laughs> and a French uh, crystal chandelier that Ooh. weighs more than 300 pounds and a cantilever staircase. I know the word cantilever. Did you know that Kevin has a crystal chandelier, like a, a real crystal chandelier in his dad's house? I really want to go because I just want to see it. And they have to like take it all apart, like uh-huh. take the crystals off and clean them yeah. individually. Yeah. Isn't that wild? Don't That's get a crystal cool. chandelier. Yeah, no, I'm not about those. Okay. Because if, if you can't just, like, can of air it, it's not worth it. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> okay, you know. go ahead. Okay. Keep going. So, the flooring and most of the windows are original to the house, which is crazy. Because it's very old. There is a music room next to the only bedroom that's on the first floor. So, all the rest of the bedrooms are on the second floor. Okay. That's important. Like many other older places, there's a separate living room for men and women. So they have two separate parlors, a men's parlor and a women's parlor. Mm. They have each in those rooms, they have like beautiful marble fireplaces that dominate the room. So that's two of your six fireplaces. Wow. All Ooh. right. All right. Marble. Oh. 
The house also has a beautiful dining room as well as a gaming room to hold dinners and parties. Mm, yes. <laughs> yeah. That's how I like to host my parties in the 1800s. Oh. Are we in the yeah. 1900s now? We're yeah. still in the 1800s. Uh, 1800s. Okay. We're still in the 1800s. Okay, this cool. is like all of the stuff that was remodeled on the house. Oh, okay. okay. Um, when they purchased it. Who purchased it? Mary Catherine and her husband. What's her husband's name? Ooh. You didn't get it. There were so many names. I just wanted you to say that other name that I Hold kept laughing on. at. Never mind. No, that wasn't it. Oh, no, it was. It was. Ruffin Sterling. <laughs> Ruffin Sterling and Mary Catherine. That was their names. Okay. So, the grounds also features a beautiful pond with a small island with a gazebo and a bridge. So, like, you go across the bridge to this little gazebo oh, on the center of the island. Isn't well, that pretty? Oh, that's nice. And nowadays, there's a general store that was converted from the small house that Whiskey Dave lived in during the construction of the main house. Oh, okay, cool. So, that's kind of cool. That's kind of neat. Ooh. So, the Myrtles itself were out of the HGTV section. Thank, Thank you so you. much for getting through that with me. Because <laughs> I had to find a fun way to tell you about the layout. The Myrtles survived the Civil War. Which is crazy. The, the the house. Okay. The house. Oh, yeah. Well, but, down in Louisiana? I can mm-hmm. imagine that. Oh, no. no. Louisiana was still a fighty place. Oh, my bad. They had some, some big uh, battles because the Union Army made it that far. So To Louisiana? Yeah, dude. Oh, I didn't know that. Oh, heck yeah. I thought, like Gettysburg and it was like, oh, you guys got screwed. Okay. No. I don't no, it's fine. Sorry, we'll, we don't talk we'll about it things. up north, so. Uh, we, d- we talk about it a lot down here, but it's not like... <laughs> Oops. Oh, we lost. It's These are the battles we won. This is the ones we're going to talk about. It's bad. Okay. So the Myrtle survived the Civil War. Okay. But it was ransacked and most of its fine furnishings and accessories were stolen. Ah. Yeah. Bastards. Dang. So in 1865, Mary Catherine hired William Winter to help her manage the property as her lawyer and agent. William was actually married to Mary Catherine's daughter, Sarah. And William and Sarah had six children. Jesus. It's a lot of kids. That's unfortunate. She liked him a lot, I guess. <coughs> uh, one of the children, unfortunately, died of typhoid at the age of three. Ah. The Winters lost their fortune after the Civil War due to all of their money being in Confederate currency. <gasps> so they were Oof. forced. Yeah. They were forced to sell Oof. the plantation in 1868, but were able to rebuy it two years later in 1870. Oh, nice. Okay. Yeah, so even though all of their money was not money anymore, they Oops. were able to make enough money to, in like real money, to get it back. Then in 1871, one year later, William Winter was shot on the porch of the house. Ah. He staggered inside and tried to drag himself up the stairs to alert his family, but he bled to death on the 17th stair. His killer was never charged, but is widely assumed to have been E.S. Weber. Who the fuck is E.S. Weber? No idea. Cool. No, just some dude, bro. Showed up, shot him, left. What a prick. Yeah. What a penis. So that's fun. That sucks. That's unfortunate. Very much so. So after the death of her husband, Sarah remained at the Myrtles with her mother, Mary Catherine, until her death in 1878 and her siblings, uh, with her mother and her siblings. Mary Catherine passed away in 1880, so two years after her daughter, Sarah, died. So Sarah died first and then the mom died. damn. That's gonna suck to, like, outlive your kids. Yeah. No, no, I wouldn't want that. How does that happen? Okay. Awful. After Mary Catherine's death, the plantation passed on to her eldest son, Stephen. So, unfortunately, the plantation was in heavy debt by that point, so Stephen was forced to sell it. And the plantation continued to change hands several more times until it was purchased by Harrison Milton Williams in 1891. 
This place has also had a lot of owners. A lot of deaths, a lot of owners. Yeah, you know, all the stuff. And also war. Woo! Woohoo! After Harrison's death, Harrison Williams' death, the land was divided among his heirs. Heirs? I tried to say heirs for some reason. All heirs. All among all of his heirs, and the house itself was sold in nineteen in the nineteen fifties to Marjorie Munson, who started to notice odd things happening around the house. Tell me, we're what, getting what's there. Her, what's her name? Marjorie. Marjorie Munson. Munson. Yeah, Miss Munson. What a fucking yes. name. That's a name. Marjorie. So the plantation continued to change hands again through the 1970s until it was purchased by james and francis myers who chose to run it as a bed and breakfast during the time that they owned it francis wrote a book about it naming it one of the most haunted if not the most haunted house in america so that's cool the current owners today are john and tita moss who continue to run it as a bed and breakfast and offer historical tours so, i can't imagine what? staying there yeah I think it'd be really fun. Is it still a bed and breakfast? Hell yeah, it is. Let's go. Oh my fucking God. That's gonna be so pretty. Let's go. I'm sold. Yeah, until the fucking ghosties get you. Nah, there's not any bad ones. They're all nice. You want me to tell you about them? Yeah. Okay. Is it, is it, the sto- is it story time? It's story time. Okay, cool. Thanks for your patience with all the history. So, possibly the we- most well-known story is of Chloe. Mm-hmm. She was reportedly a slave... Owned by Clark and Sarah Woodruff. So we're going back a hot ways. Oh, yeah. Wow. Chloe was either pressured to be Clark's mistress or she was caught listening at keyholes to spy on the family. So we're not sure what, like, if she was pressured into being the mistress or if she, like, willingly was the mistress. But either way, she was found listening at keyholes is what it was. So as a result of her being caught listening to keyholes, she somewhat one of the members of the family... It was, it was either the Clark or Sarah, one of them, ordered her ears to be cut off. That's disgusting. Yes. So to cover her disfiguration, she wore a green turban to hide her missing ears. And then to get revenge, Chloe baked a cake containing oleander leaves, which are extremely poisonous. And her plan was one of two things. She was either going to kill the entire family, which is fair. Okay. Or... She was using it to restore her place within the family by swooping in at the last moment and, like, saving them, right? Okay, okay. Like, with the antidote. Gotcha. Regardless, the plan backfired, and the only people to eat the cake were Sarah and her two daughters, who all died. Oh, fuck. Yeah. So, Chloe was then hanged by the other slaves and then thrown into the Mississippi River. Whoa. So we don't know if it if she was hung because the other slaves were like, "Ah, we don't get want to get punished because of you." I mean, yeah. Or if it was a you don't disrespect the family. So, I'm assuming it was the first one out of those that we don't want to get punished as a result of you, but Yeah. Either way. Now, the historical record does not support this legend since the family members mentioned died of yellow fever on record. Ah. So, okay, okay. There's that. And there's no record anywhere of any slave named Chloe, any kind of spelling that you can think of. There's no record of her at all. Hmm. Even then, remember, those two had, um, so Clark and Sarah had three children, two daughters and a son. And the son and one of the daughters died. Oof. So, and that says that it was all, they were both daughters, right? Right, right, right. So that's strange because James is the one who died. And Mary Octavia, one of the daughters, is the one that lived. So 
I don't really know what's going on with that, but that's really well, like a well-known story. Mm -hmm. And regardless of what actually happened, there are reports of a woman wearing a green turban that like haunts the plantation. And there's actually a photo of her Uh. in 1992 that was taken by a guest. Um, 1992? Yes. Because... They had cameras? Bro, I was born in 1992. I saw, I'm so sorry. My you thought you, your brain... 1922. Oh, jeez. Yeah, no. I think there were still cameras, but anyway. Okay. So, the photo was actually taken with the intention of securing an insurance policy, so it wasn't even... Oh. Yeah. Like, nobody was supposed to be in the photo. Do you want, do you want to see it? What what keywords do I have to type in to find it? Oh, I got I got you. It's right here. Oh, you want to just pick it yeah. up? Yeah, I can just pick I can just tilt this. So there's a red arrow. That's, on a, the that's a fucking <laughs> person. Yes. So nobody was in the area because they were taking pictures to secure an insurance policy on the home. That's a fucking person. Yeah. 100%. That is a person. Right. right. And you can see through them yep. to the vinyl siding. Yep. That's it's, a fucking person. Yep. yep. So that that's pretty good. That's pretty good. Right. Oh, I just got cold chills. Oh, <laughs> Jesus. So you can very clearly see her in this photo. Um, and you can see through her in this photo. So it's pretty fucking sketchy, to be honest. So here's another story that I think is pretty good. Okay, tell me. So Frances Myers, who I mentioned earlier, who wrote the book, right? The book person. Yes. Okay. Okay. She claimed that she enc- encountered Chloe one night in 1987. Okay. Frances was asleep in one in the downstairs bedroom okay. when she was awakened by a woman in a green turban and a long dress who was standing silently next to her bed holding a candlestick. How, was it was it a lit? Like yeah. was it putting off light? Yeah, like it was it was lit. Oh, the like f- it was a lit candlestick. Frances screams, yeah. freaks the fuck out, hides under the covers. No, but then when she like peeked up, the woman was still there. A hundred percent still there. Fuck. So she like got her courage together and was like, I'm a fucking touch it. And like reached out to touch her. Bitch. <laughs> and as soon as her fingers like would have touched Chloe, she disappeared. Whoa. <laughs> I don't like that. I just got cold chills. That one gets me pretty Yo. good. I don't like it. Ugh. So here's here's another ghosty story. Okay. So like much of the US the Myrtles was supposedly built over a Native American burial ground, and the spirit of a young woman has been seen wandering around the property. She particularly likes to sit in the gazebo. Hell yeah, I'd sit there too. Yeah, hell yeah, I it's would a too. dope gazebo in the middle like, of like, a little lake pond. Look at how nice this is. <laughs> so, that's one. A lot of people report seeing her wandering around or like in the gazebo. So, it's pretty common. During the ransacking of the Myrtle, we're on to story three. Okay. During the Civil War... Three Union soldiers were killed in the house, and there is a bloodstain in the doorway of the men's parlor that cannot come clean, no matter how much you scrub. That's not how that works. Nope. It should come out. Mm-hmm. Yep. But it doesn't. Even blood comes out of wood. Yeah. So, it's still there. We just cover it up with a carpet, like a little rug. <laughs> like <laughs> your hands, I can cover it. <laughs> just, don't, just don't look at that. Just don't look there. Um, so that's kind of sketchy. There was one story that I saw, but I only saw it in one place, where the one of the uh, maids had gone to like clean it and like she went to put her broom over it and like it felt like an invisible force was like pushing her broom or mop away and like she couldn't get her mop over the area so that's kind of gross i got cold chills again yeah that's kind of gross i don't like that one here's the next one tell me there are many reports of children fuck children's ghosts (laughs) fuck all of them 
children's spirits. Those are demons. In and around the house. Can't tell me otherwise. A small boy and girl are seen running across the veranda and in and out of the hallways. Those are like the little kids that like died of like the old fever. Potentially. Tuberculosis and scarlet fever. Whatever you said. Typhoid. Typhoid. That's the other one. (laughs) Yeah. That's not good. Some people will experience the children grabbing their hair or their clothing. Rude little shits. That's why I hate ghost children. There is an apparition of a young girl with long curly hair and a long dress that is seen outside of the window of the game room floating, pressing her hands up against the glass as if she's trying to see in. She's floating? Like yeah. she's too tall to be looking into the window? Yeah. yeah. Like you can look out and like her feet are not on the ground. So that's cool. That's exciting. Imagine I'm looking out. Up. The I'm gonna throw up. You're like, yo, little girl, you don't. Oh, you're floating. Nope. Oh shit. You stay the fuck outside. You just float on by, lady. That's <laughs> <laughs> not for me. So this one is the one that like gets me really good, and I hate it. Like it actually oh, really worse? scares me. Okay. It actually really scares me. So there's a mirror in the house. Nope. That holds the spirit of Sarah Woodruff and her two children, as is custom. What? Uh huh. Yeah. Uh-huh. I don't like it. I don't fucking like Why it. Why are they in the mirror? So, as as we are, or we should all be aware, being fans of the of the paranormal, uh, mirrors should be covered after a death so that the spirit doesn't get confused and cling to the mirror, right? I didn't know that, but yeah. now I do. Yeah, fun fact. Okay. That's why people, like, cover mirrors a lot of times after death. Okay. Um, unfortunately, this one mirror in the house was overlooked, and as a result... The faces and handprints of the mother and her children can be seen <gasps> in this mirror. The children's handprints are always the one that you see. Like, it doesn't matter how recently you've cleaned that mirror. You will walk by it. It's clean. You'll walk by again. And it's got a fucking little kid handprint on little it. Little shits. I don't like it. The handprints show up especially, like, when there's no children in the house. So, like, you know. So, you it's know. It's not. Right. fuckers. And I read, I've got a picture of it, I read one story that someone who works there talks about every time they would take the mirror away to be resilvered on the back, the handprints are still there. So even though the silver has been taken off, and like if there's any grease on top of the silver, it should go away, right? right? It doesn't. The fucking handprints are still there, even when they pull the whole back of it off and then put new on. They're still there. Oh, my God. Yeah. It's fuck, And always in the same spot. Always in the same spot. Good picture. Here's these little fucking handprints. Those are handprints. Yeah. I hate it. I hate it so much. And those are obvious. Yeah. It freaks me out. Fuckers. It freaks me out so bad. Oh, my God. Like, mirrors freak me out as a whole, but like that, I don't like it. Mm. I don't like it. Nope. Okay. Next spooky ghost. So, in one of the rooms of the house, there is a little girl who died in 1868. She was very sick, and a local voodoo practitioner tried to save her life. Sadly, she succumbed to her illness and died. She can be seen as a full-body apparition in this room, and some people claim that she practices voodoo on them when they are sleeping. Rude. Don't do that shit. I did not consent to this. I didn't sign up for this. The last ghost I will mention. Report is reported walking, staggering, or crawling up the stairs. No, 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 to the seventeenth step. No, it's believed this is the spirit of William Winter. Ooh, the only verified murder that took place in the house. Even if you don't see his full body apparition or bits of him, 
You can hear his labored footsteps as he tries to make his way upstairs, but he is never able to pass the 17th stair. Because that's where he died. And that's sad. sad. (laughs) It's sad and creepy. Imagine, like, going across the hallway to go pee in the middle of the night, and, like, you hear some thumping, and you look down, and you see a dude crawling up the fucking stairs at you. Ooh. I don't like that. So That makes me want to vomit. You're welcome. Oh, Jesus. Mm-hmm. A lot of things in this house made me want to vomit. It's fine. Ooh. So many strange things will happen in the Myrtles, the Myrtle house. Not just seeing apparitions. There is a grand piano in the music room on the first floor that will play itself and, favor- and favors one particular chord over and over and over and over and over. So... So it's a little shit children. I get the little shit ghosts. <laughs> Fuck the shit children ghosts, you little shits. Do, 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 do. Just the same thing over and over again. I swear to God. Hot cross buns for eternity. <laughs> Hot cross buns? Hot cross buns. Do, do, do. High cross buns. Hot cross buns. Yes, oh, high cross buns. Oh, God. <laughs> Pulled that from the deepest recesses Yo, of yeah, your mind. Yeah, you just unlocked like, my childhood. Jesus. You're welcome. So this piano will happen like it'll play throughout the night sometimes continuously sometimes like on and off but whenever someone comes into the room to investigate the music stops but as soon as you turn around and leave it starts again i hate that oh shit imagine sleeping in that bedroom next to it and that's all you hear i would destroy that fucking piano i would hate it i would de de string that key oh yeah for sure fuck just snip them all as with any haunted location, the people who get the worst experiences are, of course, the staff. <laughs> so- <laughs> I, don't, I, don't know, I don't know why I laugh so evilly, like, get fucked, get ripped. <laughs> well, tell me how you really feel. Jesus. <laughs> well, you're dumb enough to be working there. Fuck. Oh, my God. All right. Oh, All that right. Was, that was that was pretty good, though. <laughs> so, there was a man that was hired to greet guests when they arrived at the front gate, right? Oh, shit. So this particular man um, was chilling at the front gate, and a woman in an old white fashion, like a white old-fashioned dress, walked up to the gate and threw it without acknowledging him. You know, and he's like, hello, ma'am, how are you? And she just keeps fucking going. Like, even walked at him. through the gate? Like, was he it opened it. He oh. opened it for her. Oh, oh, oh. She walked through and, like, she, didn't give him any attention, right? She, she would have walked, phased through that fucking gate if he didn't oh, open it. Hold on. So, <laughs> she walks past him up to the entrance to the house and then vanishes through the front door without opening it. Oh, penis. <laughs> oh, penis. So, the gate man quit his job that day and oh. never returned. He's like, now nah, I get fucked. I'm done. Bye. Smart Ooh. man. Ooh, no thanks. So my last bullet point here is pretty. It's pretty good. It's pretty good. So the home was used uh, as a film set for the movie The Long Hot Summer, and the crew experienced a lot of bullshit. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so they moved the furniture around in the dining room and the game room for filming a scene. And then they, like, left to get lunch. Okay. And then they all come back, and the furniture's in the exact spots it was before <gasps> they moved it. And they were like, that's some bullshit. Um, they are like, nobody was here. What the fuck? So then they moved it again. And this happened not just once, but, like, four or five times. Damn. So that's fun and enjoyable. Nobody was ever in the room when that happened. Nobody was even in the house. And, of course, it happened more than once. So when questioned about it, the entire cast and crew were like, we just want to get the fuck out. Like, I'm done (laughs) with this location. I want to go. Like, see you later. 
Yeah, I would too. So, the fuck out. Yeah, no thanks. And that is the Myrtle's Plantation. Wow, that had more shit than I thought wow, it was. Oh, me too. It was a bunch. It was a lot of stuff that mirror fucks me up. I don't like the mirror one. I don't like the mirror I don't either. like mirrors. Like, there's only... I only ever have one in the bathroom and that's it. Yep. Nope. Mirrors are not your friend. They are not. They're going to show the ghosties that are standing behind you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Or at least the little handprints. Fuck the handprints. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no. Handprints spook me. I'm good. Ugh. Yikes. Big yikes. I love it when ghosts face through wall and then people quit. I don't. <laughs> that's my I don't. favorite when people go like, no. No, no, I'm done. See that's, you later, nerd. No, that's my that is my breaking point. We are outie. I'm good. Could you imagine like seeing a ghost walk through something, or just like it makes you question everything. Yeah, makes you Not, question like, oh, like what? What if somebody that was like on the other side of that door and just like you saw just somebody walk the fuck in? And then one of the hotels we went over. Yeah, <laughs> that there used to be like one big room and they split it into two smaller rooms. Yeah, yeah, and the ghost walks through. That's the Stanley, I think. Yes pretty sure exploded yeah yep we that's always fun so tell so what are you what are you what are you covering so before i cover that yeah before i cover that (laughs) we'll do this this is a part of the episode where we would give shout out to patreon members but this week we did not have a patreon member so if you're on apple podcast be sure to leave us a review it helps us out tremendously Just, just please take you're messing everything up. Stop I'm it. sorry. Take 30 seconds to just leave us a review. It helps yeah. us out tremendously. Please, please, please. We appreciate it. If you're on Spotify, please smash that follow button and whatever yeah. other platform you are on, do the thing. Do the thing, please. I feel like you do that every time. I do. You're good. I do because it's my favorite thing to yell is do the thing. So You're you not know. wrong, actually. Just do the thing. Do the thing. Just fucking do it. Okay. Get it. You. What am I doing? Katie Groves. Yes. Who am I? Katie Groves. All right, cool. Yeah. I'm covering what? The San Haven Sanatorium. I for some reason thought you were going to say Sanhedrin and I was like that's not right. That's not even a, is it, a it is a word. Yeah. It's a biblical word. Anyway, oh, then I wouldn't know it. It's fine. So, I didn't mean to do like two sanatoriums. I think they didn't do two sanatoriums back to back. I don't know. Cuz I did the Rolling Hills You're right. asylum sanatorium thing. That's fine. So, that's okay. This is a short like little baby one. It's not it's not too it's not too much, but however Whoa. I pulled a lot of information from Ghost Adventures. Do-do-do. Ep- season 13, episode 13. <gasps> 13's my favorite number. Is it? Yeah, 13's my lucky yeah, number. Yeah, of course, you psychopath. It would be. My parents got married on Friday the 13th. Fuck off. Yeah, well. It's my favorite. I almost cracked a joke. Oh, fuck. What? What? I can't. Yeah, you can. I'm gonna go to hell. No, you can. Go ahead. You're. I can't. It's on the podcast. I can't do it. <laughs> you can just edit it out. If you, okay, I'm gonna say it, uh-huh. and if you want me to edit it out, okay, it, okay, I will. And okay, so what? Would you, your parents got married on Friday 13th, yes. right? Well, that's why your dad's dead. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I thought you were gonna say, but I wasn't sure. <laughs> I'm gonna go to hell. I can't believe I thought that. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that it was I've that said, okay. Yeah, that's fine. Okay. I'm pretty sure I said something like that to my mom. I'm to pretty be sure you said something like that to me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> No, 100%. You got to joke about it or it just, like, crushes your soul. It's fine. I'm going to cry. No, it's fine. Okay. It's fine. Do you want want me to tell you a quick funny story? Sure. Okay, about my mom and my dad's death. Yeah. (laughs) So when, uh, right after my dad died, like, I was a little bitty. I was, like, three, right? Oh, was this the the spaghetti lasagna? Lasagna. Tell the story. My dad fucking hated lasagna. Fucking hated any, any kind of lasagna. He hated it. Okay. So... Uh, particularly my mom best my mom's best friend sue her lasagna so 
they would have like de- like date nights together and stuff and like sue would make lasagna and my dad was like this is bullshit i fucking hate lasagna well your so, dad's wrong so no no he is yeah okay. it's fine okay so he uh hated hated that lasagna so my mom uh you know people were coming over after the funeral or whatever and like the days following as they do and sue comes over and like puts the lasagna in the center of the top of the stove right like in between all the eyelids yeah, yeah yeah like in the center and like goes and like sits down at the table and talks to my mom and the fucking lasagna flips off into the floor like the whole fucking thing just face down <laughs> on the ground and sue's like oh my god oh my god i put that on the center i'm so sorry i'm so sorry and my mom just starts cracking up and she's like god damn it mike i know you fucking hate lasagna but i wanted to eat that so fantastic yeah, yeah. okay that's cute that's a great story yeah thanks oh you're dead <laughs> being dead i'm so sorry it's fine uh, all right anyways uh i'm gonna talk about the san haven sanatorium in dunsith i'm gonna call it dunsith Sith. sith i'm gonna call it dunsith dunsith i can't believe i still made that joke north dakota <laughs> we're gonna move on for this i'm gonna like okay okay all right so in the in the early no in the late in the late there we go i was like <laughs> i put early late in my notes and that's not fucking right in the late 1800s early 1900s there, there we go. go there was an epidemic outbreak of tuberculosis yes as there we was all no so in 1909 north dakota anti-tuberculosis associated association association yeah there you go fuck was founded a okay. bunch of guys got together and was like even though we're in north dakota and there's not a whole lot of people here we still need something yeah we still need something so they lobbied for a tuberculosis sanatorium for all of north dakota db patients Ooh. and as we all know sanatoriums always backfire <laughs> and as we're about to learn again so with ten thousand dollars set aside for the san haven sanatorium it was it broke ground and started to be constructed mm-hmm. the sanatorium was built in dunce dunceith i'm gonna call it dunceith because i'm okay it's d-u-n-s-e-i-t-h dunceith sure sure north dakota which is very, very north, almost to the Canadian border. Okay. So, it's up there. Specifically, on the Turtle Mountains, because of the isolation and the higher elevation and low moisture rates that were, at the time, factors that were believed to help with TB patients. Kind of like the Stanley oh, Hotel. Yeah. Where he built his... his Thinner air bullshit. Yeah, it was, and he was high up and he survived. Yeah. Yeah, so it's like, same concept. Higher, higher elevation for some mm-hmm. dumb, weird reason. And then I don't know. And then moisture apparently helps TB patients survive. So. I guess it keeps your lungs from being wet. As weird as that sounds. <laughs> I don't know wet if that lungs. makes sense. Wet lungs keep them dry because you're, you've got all the pus in your lungs or some shit. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Weird. The, Science. The final cost of the building was $50,000, which Ooh. I did not do that conversion rate for 1909. <gasps> However, Sorry. when it first opened in... 1912 yeah. it cost $1.50 a day to house a patient. I converted Ooh. that number. Oh. That's $39.21. That's fucking all? A day. You have to pay a day. Uh-huh. 40 bucks a day. Yeah. That's still less than like any uh hotel ever. Actually, you know what? You're right. Yeah. I thought that was really expensive and now you just put it <laughs> in perspective that it's not. Oh, okay. Hold on. Hold on. $39 a day. 40 for, but yeah well 40 dollars a day for 30 days how many monies is that 40 times 30 that's yeah uh two zeros so 
$1,200. Oh, so like basic apartment rent in like cities. You know what? I don't need you. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. <laughs> eventually, yeah. eventually, in three years, it cost $7. Oh, no. Which was $166.21. Okay. That's more a preaching like, or a preaching, good Lord. Approaching. Approaching. California rent. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Oh, yep. Or like a Motel 8s for like days. 120? Yeah. Okay. About right. Ooh. Or 166. Oh, yeah. That. So, so uh, on this on this property, the, the main building, which is like a brick brick building, mm-hmm. was built for the 50 grand. But they allowed for Freemasons to come on and build additional property, uh, such as cottages for like the doctors and the staff on hand to, nice. to live. So, they the compound eventually i'm gonna say compound it's not really a compound the 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 property the establishment Mm -hmm. was two larger brick buildings it looked like from the aerial view i saw on ghost adventures plus few smaller buildings okay that consisted of the whole sanatorium san haven sanatorium so by 1930 it had 12 patients no that should be 1913 1913 it had 12 patients and 1922 there were 140 plus patients, which was almost to capacity. Ooh. So we're not we're not at a good at a good rate going up here. So until the 40s, 1940s, uh-huh. there were several thousand patients who had gone through and yeah. was treated for TB. So that also means that at the time there was only a 50 percent chance of surviving. Yeah, I was about to say what what were your odds? So easily Ugh. the thousands of people who went through meant there there were thousands of people who died. Oh, in this no. in this place and also it suffered and then died it was not peaceful yeah no i would have never expected there to be so much death in a tv place <laughs> oh, Thanks, <Zoe>. no. <laughs> those who were those who died were buried on the property out back and yeah. unmarked graves awesome because that's a good way to keep ghosties away there's also an unmarked grave of a baby no in the grave too that is marked it's the only marked grave oh of a little baby that died sweet child TV. in the 1950s the hospital in which the sanatorium was operating under mm-hmm. was the local in- institution called the Grafton State School, okay, which w- which had some control over the sanatorium. So, okay. like, the sanatorium operated under the- operated under them, but it wasn't like a full like full control, right? They the the gra- this Grafton as we'll call it Grafton began to send their began to send their mentally handicapped patients to the San okay Haven Sanatorium. That's not what that's for. Right. So now we have TB patients mixing in with mentally handicapped people. You can see where this is going. I'm upset. This calls for a large expansion needed to be added on, which was a part, I guess, the, the second brick building that was put in place. This also sparked a lot of debate of alleged mistreatment and neglect to these patients, which would eventually lead to the shutdown of the facility. Yeah. Because yep. it's not good. In 1957, a building on the property was remodeled for the disabled and elderly. So now we have TB, disabled and elderly, mm-hmm. and mentally handicapped people. So we are oh. we are brimming to the rim with people in this in this facility. As all these buildings were being added on, underground tunnels were also built in between the buildings. Oh, specifically it's cold. to move dead bodies. Oh, because they the, don't want them to see to the morgue. Oh, yeah. I just made an assumption that it was like, oh, it's cold outside. There's a lot of snow. I mean, that could have been it like too, ease. but like also moving a dead body through like, you know, North Dakota snow easily two to three feet. That would suck. A lot. Tunnels. That's the solution. So 
weirdly enough, there's like in in sanatoriums that have multiple buildings. There's it's like always tunnels. tunnels. It's always, it's always the tunnels. fucking tunnels. So this this leaves a heavy feeling in the basement when people go oh, down yeah. into the basement to do their investigations. It's just like no. Also, everything at this point is super dilapidated. Weird. Super. TV patients were being treated uh, at their homes with the advancement of medicine. So eventually, no more TV patients were being kept there, right? Because we right. have antibiotics at this point. And Thank goodness for that. The the mentally handicapped were still there. That's not cool. By the 1960s, 1,300 handicapped patients oh, mercy. were being treated between Grafton and San Haven, to which in 1973, Grafton State School took over the sanatorium. Yeah. And yeah. The... The mentally pa- mentally ill patients were treated terribly up until like the 1900s. That's what I was afraid of. Right through through the 1900s, mentally ill patients were were very um, treated poorly because no one understood it. Like we didn't have like the medicine. It was just right. like oh, their their families don't want them. Like a lot of people were like dropped off and just never saw their families again because they were considered a burden, and we just didn't have like the means or the the money to take care of people like that. So. That makes me so History sad. of neglection and probably understaff was likely in this place. So with these sort of pharmaceutical and medical advancements in the 1980s, that it changed the way that mentally handicapped patients were treated. And basically, this drained hospitals and sanatoriums of their patients. Yeah. These large hospitals looked more like prisons. Yeah. Because of their their ill treatment. Uh, they wouldn't allow visitors to come in and their patients were not allowed to go outside because they could not be, you know, watched, monitored, controlled, yeah. et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So in 1987, the last of the patients were moved back to Grafton, to the actual hospital. Yeah. And from this place. all 400 employees were let go. And officially in 1989, the doors were closed. That is a very long time. Woo, woo, woo. Yeah. Long time. Oh, 1989. Bullshit. 1989. 1909 to 1989. That's a long, a long time. time. of a lot of people suffering and a lot of people dying. The Turtle Mountain Band of Chippewa Tribe purchased the property and all of the buildings in 1992. So the... There's, there's this other little... Because we don't, we don't talk about place where san haven was built was mm-hmm. on a uh, on a patch of land called the turtle mountains which were sacred right. mountains to the native americans specifically the chippewa okay of course if, if i'm pronouncing that we correctly that. if i'm not forgive me but i'm pretty sure it's pronounced chippewa uh-huh. and so this this uh tribe moved back in and purchased the well, purchased, that's purchased the land back i'm down for that right so the sanatorium now sits empty and abandoned there have been numerous fires that have been started in the buildings. There are some spots where there are no walls in between the rooms. Trash completely litters this place because it was just the yeah. 400 employees walked out and that was it. Like, Yeah, I mean, if you get fired, you're not going to clean it up. Right. So, like, all the beds, all the shelvings. That's wild. Some medical supplies. That's, like, the darkest fucking places. You walk in and there's, like, all the shit still there. All the shit is still, like, if you watch that. the Ghost Adventures episode, it is disgusting disgusting i hate that it is nasty trash litters this place so if it wasn't like trash that was already mm-hmm. there people would bring shit to throw off of the roof because it was like a five-story tall building that's sketchy so there would be like tvs where people would be like i don't want the steve any anymore let's go eat it off the top of that's san so haven stupid because people suck 
there there was a picture of like a wheelchair in like the creek. Like someone just was like, yeet. Oh. Or they yeeted themselves down to the Hopefully. creek. Hopefully. Fuckers. A local farmer leases the property from the tribe and allows animals to roam free. Oh. Which they also sometimes wander into the sanatorium. I hate that. And they, they poop all over the place. Yeah, I bet they do. <laughs> so basically the building is very, very dilapidated. There's some buildings that are, like were the smaller cottages. The roofs have completely caved in. Yeah. Um, some of the doors are missing. Majority Ugh. of the windows are pretty much gone. Right. All broken and There's like fucked up. certain floors where there are no walls. Oh. It's just like the outer walls of the yeah. building and there's nothing in between. Oh. Because that's how badly it is. In 2001, uh-huh. so this this place is not controlled by anybody. Okay. So, like, you kind of can't. There's, like, no trespassing signs. So, like, people yeah. can just go in. It's kind of like yeah. a, the local, like, hey, let's go. But it's, who like, who are you going to run into when you go there also yeah. kind of thing. So, a 17-year-old in 2001, as he was exploring the place, oh, no. slipped and fell down the 40-foot elevator shaft to his death. Ugh, that's what I was afraid of. I don't like that. So with the history, let's get into the hauntings. Yeah. Spook me. So there wasn't a lot of... I couldn't find really any personal stories. Okay. So all of these are from the Ghost Adventures episode, which ah. is Because there's people who go there that are just locals that are mm-hmm. going there to hang out, and they just get... Correct. Not a good time. Not oh. a good time. Oh. A group of people who were visiting the sanatorium were upstairs in one of the buildings when they heard all kinds of noises coming from their cars. They heard the car doors being open and closed. They heard the alert sounds of their car. Their car alarms were going oh, I hate off. That. Every like it was going haywire. So they left one of the guys left from the top of the building and ran down the cars because they thought it was a group of kids messing with their cars. Yeah. Gets down there, jumps in the car. The, every all that noise stops when he gets down there right so he jumps into the car starts it when he turns on the headlights oh no this oh one no just gave me cold chills an entity that he defined as the devil was standing in front of his car awesome <laughs> awesome man that's pretty legit like hey bro how do you know it's the devil is it the horns that's right so it's like it's- what what yeah. Did you see that characterized? Yeah. Is it is it the horns? Is it the sharp black suit and the facial facial hair? Like how? Like what? A, a goat in a suit? Yeah. <laughs> I don't fucking know. So two huh. two other paranormal investigators, a who's been and a with, came to the place to investigate. <laughs> <laughs> they there's there's a particular building mm. in which shadows are often seen by people. Awesome. Not a lot of people like to go into that one. Awesome. Let's go to the shadow building. No. So they went okay. into there and as they were walking about doing their investigation, they kept seeing a shadow Really in working, the shadow building? Working and stalking them and oh, like following it. them and whatnot. At one point, the woman felt something like a sharp hot poker no, hitting no. her in the neck. Like, oh, like no. touching her, right? Oh, no. When she got into the car and looked at her neck in the mirror, she saw three scratch marks, like, uh, like top, super top chest, like, clavicle area, no. like, got ripped open. Her husband said that he noticed she was acting differently really? for, for about a week, oh. so they kind of came to the conclusion that she was partially possessed. Probably. And they, definitely they think something followed them home from the sanatorium. Oh, for sure. Because it was pretty rough. Also, the episode was fucking terrifying. Seriously? And I want to tell you about this because they caught something on camera. <gasps> and it was really good. 
Okay, let's go. Okay, tell let's go. me. So, tell me, tell me, tell me. So Zach and Aaron investigated the shadow building, which was kind of like the add-on yeah. building that's not connected to the main building. That's spooky. And then the, shadow building. the two camera crew guys, Jay and Billy, went to the main building, which is also okay. where the 17-year-old died. Either way, it's bad. Either way, it's all bad. So but we'll start with Zach and Aaron and their their investigations. So they, they go into the building mm-hmm. where the woman was attacked. Immediately... Clear as day. They don't even have to rewind and enhance the audio. It sounds like someone is walking on the second floor. Awesome. Clear. Like, they... That's all I ever wanted. 1,000% fucking sure someone was in the building with them. 100%. Even even I was like, there's just someone in the building with them. Like, someone oh, walking around upstairs. So they they had to stop their investigation and do a sweep. Right. And make sure nobody was actually there. Yes. So they, they do a sweep. They clear every floor, first, second, third floor. When they get to the third floor, they're up at the top and they're kind of like checking it out. And basically the way it worked is like when you got up at the top of the staircase, there was one hallway that went to the front and the back of the building. There mm-hmm. were rooms that were offshoots from that hallway. But at the closer end of the hallway where the staircase was, you could take a right. And it was so dilapidated that you would just walk off to the balcony and then straight off okay? jesus so there was nowhere to go except this like little strip of balcony and i'm pretty sure they weren't supposed to go to except the w- the window was fucking gone yeah so keep that in mind right okay so they only have a little bit of room off of the staircase and then the strip of balcony and then yeah. the ground right and then death they did the sweep they looked off of that edge cliff and they were like oh that sucks they turned around the loudest fucking footsteps of somebody running up the staircase at them starts like happening and they're standing there they're about to walk back down the staircase while these footsteps are running up the staircase they get so freaked out they have to run out into the balcony no to get out of the hallway because uh. they think someone is coming up the staircase no they were even louder uh. they think that someone is it's still in the building with them they Aaron starts screaming down the staircase because yeah. all of a sudden there's no one who came out of the stairwell. Right. So Aaron starts like screaming down the staircase, like, who the fuck are you? Like, what are you doing? Like Yeah. This is not cool, man. Yeah. So they they chase what they think is another person down yeah. into the tunnels. Ugh. So they follow the footsteps. They gave me cold they, chills. They still keep hearing shit and they follow it down into the tunnels. No. While they were down there, now the tunnels are falling apart. Yeah. The, the roofs are caving in. Like, there's certain parts of the tunnel that you can't go through if you, like, feel like the roof's going to cave in some more on you. So If you like your life, don't go here. There was a rock that was thrown no. while they were down there. Nope. But it, it could have been a, a chunk of the cement that fell from the ceiling. Okay, that makes me feel a little better. A little better. A little better. But it could have been a rock. Yeah, it could have been it, somebody, like, it eating skipped, it. skipped a few times. So that was not from the fucking ceiling. Yeah, because if it dropped from the ceiling it would have been kind of like a bounce 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 but it went skip, 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 skip. yeah it wouldn't skip because that implies force from a, force a of different a direction. direction yeah Blech. left or right you were like a yeah i don't like that horizontal yep so they they get out of the tunnels because nothing is actually happening down there other than the rock being thrown and so they're just like fuck this and they get out of the because it's falling apart yeah. they shouldn't have gone down there in the first place they go back into the building and they start using the spirit box that returns the words on the screen oh, so, no. so yeah, the, yeah, the, yeah, yeah 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 all right after about 20 minutes, they're not getting shit. And yeah. then all of a sudden, it's like, go time. Awesome. It says Jesus. Okay. It returns the word Jesus. Cool. I'm down and with Aaron's him. holding it, okay? And Zach yeah. kind of standing far away from him. And they don't have to answer the audio again. You clear as day. It sounds like a stomach rumbling. 
like a growl. What? Like it's so loud. And Aaron stops and goes, what the fuck was that? Did you just hear that growl, dude? Like it was so loud. And it sounded like it was like right next to him. I hate that. And then the box returns, burn. Jesus burn. So now you know like Zachary's freaking out screaming, burn Jesus. He wants to burn Jesus. How did you know that that's what I thought? Zach, Zach turns the corner. Zach turns the corner. And he's he is going to set up an X cam because I get like Jesus burns like twice across the screen. screen Jesus and, and <laughs> burns. Shut up, Jesus! I didn't do that on purpose. Yes, you did. I didn't. Yes, I don't believe you. So Zach kind of Aaron's in the main hallway. Mm-hmm. Zach kind of goes down like an offshoot hallway to go set up an X cam. He says he sees a shadow figure standing in the door. Now we know Zachary doesn't run from things often that's true normally he's like you little bitch come after me he drops his camera oh shit and runs back oh, shit. and he starts yelling he's like yo aaron oh my god aaron drops the camera runs back to aaron he's like dude bro there was a there was a shadow figure in the hallway bro. oh my god no. the dropped camera catches <gasps> the shadow figure moving through the hallway and going into the door okay that gave me the dude, going to the door frame so the way that that video that that capture video is presented mm-hmm. is basically you, like the you know a door frame has trim yeah. correct and normally that trim is white yes you see a shadow completely block out that white trim Blech. and then just kind of like keep moving into the doorway it moves on i hate that so it's like nope. oh no 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 nope. and it was pretty cool because they were like when the camera got dropped we caught this shadow figure moving to the door it's like yeah you did that you was actually it. did that was really good so they start an evp session and they capture what sounds like don't wait the light is near the tunnel so they kind of speculated that like the tunnels downstairs yeah yeah jesus burns so they kind of were they were kind of wrapping it up towards the end because they were they were just everything was kind of like the stuff they were collecting was kind of too far in between so they were kind of wrapping things up yeah as amber as aaron there we go Goes into one of the rooms. A two foot long piece of wood is thrown at him. No, like, like a thick piece of wood is thrown. Like it wasn't like he stepped on something. It like hit him mid thigh. Oh fuck no, nope, nope. And nope. he gets so mad. Yeah. He, no, 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 no. He loses his mind in this episode. Oh, like, like he's like, dude, a piece of wood just hit me. And Zach's like, are you good? Are you good? And he just Aaron just stands there. Turns around, books it up the staircase. What? No fucking reason. He doesn't say a word. He just turns around and runs up the fucking staircase. What the fuck? Zach gets so bothered by this. Zach straight leaves the building. He goes out to the front of the building. He's like, I don't know what he is doing, but he is running around on the second floor, smashing shit. And that is not typical of Aaron to no. do, right? So oh, Zach, no. he's Zach's just kind of like, Aaron, you good, bro? Are you okay? Just, it was, right. yeah. So Aaron, it, it it pans back to Aaron's camera because his camera is still rolling. Yeah. And you just hear him just running around and saying, oh God, oh God, just trampling through all I the debris. That. He's like running into rooms and the X camera that was set up in front, in front of the building, you see him with his flashlight, his camera, and he's running through all the rooms on the second floor. What the fuck? No fucking reason. Finally, finally, he stops. He goes, I don't know why I just did that. He's like, I just got so fucking mad. And he's like, oh, no. don't come in here if you're looking for trouble. He's like, don't fucking do it. So finally, they leave. And as they're leaving and they're walking away from the building, they uh-huh. hear like 
a huge crash come from the building and it scares the shit out of them and they just kind of like book it down the road you're like nah fuck it i don't even want to look i hate that so that was wild that's pretty good so billy and jay yeah what are they jay get? and billy in the other building they didn't get too much okay. however however they go to the bottom of the elevator shaft where the teenage boy fell mm. and they started to do what did the he- what the hell do they call it they call it the, the the ghost puck spirit puck yeah so they it's a bluetooth device that does the same thing where it returns words but it can yeah. be paired with your phone in an app yes so they start asking questions and as soon as they start asking questions there's a loud chink of a beer bottle no like they'll ask a question and they'll wait for like a couple seconds and you will chink like really fucking loud like it's being thrown i hate that and they're like what the hell so they kept getting responses on the spirit puck Mm-hmm. And then they would hear the chink from the, the beer bottle, the beer bottle on the bottom of the shaft. Oh, I hate that! So they're just like, I forget what the questions they were. Um, like, like, are like, are you? What are you like? What are you still doing here? Like, yeah. For some odd reason, they got the response sneak. Oh. And then they asked who was there, and then the name Norman came back. Who the fuck is Norman? I don't think that was the teenage boy's name. No. Okay. So it was really weird. They weren't getting like coherent responses, but they kept hearing this beer bottle every time they would ask questions. It would go chink. I hit that. And they would ask a question. And it would go chink. Like it was responsive to what they were saying. Yeah. It's like when they weren't asking questions, it would not make a noise. Ugh. So they kind of abandoned ship on that because that's all that was happening. They went upstairs and they were they were asking questions like you know TV patients blah blah blah, and yeah. they kept hearing high pitch voices Ugh. and moans kind of Ugh. and then they thought at one time it said hello okay kind of like an old woman like de- with dementia being like hello like that's so sad yeah, yeah. and that's kind of all they got oh that ghost well. adventure story that ghost that ghost adventures episode was fucking wild but oh, that, like, it sounds wild that was the only like, sounds like it was one thing after another story i could find really on that place okay well sold i'm sold are you sold i'm sold let's do it all right. Well, that if you ever get the chance to watch that episode, please be sure to do it because I didn't I do it any justice. Because you you've probably already watched it. You just need to go back and rewatch it. Probably. But you had, you had COVID, so your memory's wiped. So you have the. I mean, you're correct. It's luxury. like a, a hard reset on your brain. <sighs> it's awesome, and by awesome, I mean fucking awful. <laughs> so <laughs> you know, it's fine. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Season thirteen, episode thirteen. Yep. Perfect. That's what Wikipedia said. Beautiful. Dakota Sanatorium of Death. All right, I'm ready. Guess, can you guess who named that episode? Zachary. Yeah. Probably. Yeah. Cool. Okay. All right. Beautiful. All right. Episode 14 in the wraps. 24, 24 even? What did I say? 14. 24. <laughs> I need to go to bed. Yeah, you do. Oh, it's shit. Late. It's already 730. And I yeah, gotta, it's late. I drive home. Okay. Woo. Woohoo. Okay. Well. Here we are. Beautiful. We, we did it. We did the thing again. Again. Yeah. Still don't know how to appropriately in these that's fine <laughs> it's fine if you want to check us out there be sure go. to see our website at www.hauntheribarelyknowher.com and if you like to follow us along on our social medias which are a, a little slow right now because i started a new job and zoe started school again Woo. and it's been fun but what, what's the handle h-h-i-b-k-h podcast at instagram you'll get me and at twitter you will get zoe me it is i and if you have any recommendations of a place you want to hear us go over, be Please. sure to go on our website and submit that. <laughs> Sorry, the, the sandwich is coming back up. Uh, be sure to submit a suggestion. Please. That'd and, be great. And do the thing. Yeah. Cool. Do the thing and 
will and until still be here. Unfortunately? No, fortunately. Unfortunately. Oh, okay. But yeah. Okay. Yeah. Cool. All right. So until next time, haunt her. I barely know her. Or something. I got to find the... There it is. Woo!